0: Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at Optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, Optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith.
1: Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to The Gary Smith Show. And to uh, to highlight the intro a little bit, uh, you don't have to wait Uh, until Saturday mornings to give me a call. If you have any questions at all uh, feel free to reach out during the week. Uh, you can email me at gary at That's O-P-T-E-C-H-S dot com. Or you can call me at 203-599-1467. Uh, I do take calls during the week, and I'm more than happy to, uh, to work with you on things. So perhaps you get into the middle of the week in your business, and you run into a real conundrum of one sort or another. If you just want to bounce an idea off somebody, give me a call. I'm happy to talk to you, happy to work with you. We have a, a very, very full show today, so we're going to jump right into things. Uh, today, our guest, is a, she's a returning guest. Her name is Laurianne Mirabito, and she is the owner of a company called LA and & Associates. And today, we're going to be talking about leadership characteristics and qualities. So if you are currently an executive, uh, an owner, a leader in a business— uh, or if you're an aspiring leader, if you're somebody who wants to uh, to get into the management and leadership ranks of the company where you're working, do not touch the dial. We're going to have some really meaningful conversation with Lori about that today. Lori uh, is just an amazing lady. The enthusiasm and positive impact that she brings to her audience is really, really contagious. Uh, she's high energy, and yet she is so easy and so graceful in the way she does things. And her message Her messages resonate with authenticity and significance to everyone who hears them. Uh, So the time we're going to spend with Lori is going to fly by, but I promise you, you're going to get some really, really great value. Uh, Lori Ann is uh, totally committed to passing on to others the gift of discovering and nurturing their own leadership abilities. And this commitment is really the genesis of her company, L.A. and Associates. So one person, one group at a time, Lori Ann is working to improve the lives of businesses and everyone she and her company uh, serves. And it's it's just an honor to have Lori Ann on with me. I've had the pleasure of uh, getting to know her and her business uh, over the past um A year or so, and I'm just so grateful that she took the time to come back on with me. As I said, today we're going to be talking about leadership characteristics and qualities. And as we get into the first segment with her here, we're going to be talking about management versus leadership. We're going to talk about the short-term view versus the long-term view of your business and your success and we're going to be talking about the differences between leadership characteristics and qualities. So having said that, stay glued to the dial, grab a cup of coffee and listen as we start our first segment with Laurie Ann Mirabito. So as I said folks, today our guest is Laurian Murabito and I've been blessed to uh, to get to know Laurie over the uh, over the past year or so and we've stayed in touch and begun building a relationship and I'm just really excited to uh, to have her back on the show today to talk about leadership characteristics and qualities. So Laurian before we uh, before we jump in, I just want to say thanks for being with me again. Thanks for taking time from your schedule to spend a few minutes with me today. Thank you, Gary. I've been looking forward to this. I think we're going to have a, a lot of fun, so let's let's get started, and we'll just kind of see um, where the where the discussion takes us. You know, leadership characteristics and qualities. I think that's such a vital uh, a vital topic today, um, and and maybe we can start out. And this isn't one of the questions that I had originally kind of thrown out for you to consider, but it is something I've been thinking about uh, because I did a webinar yesterday on on leadership, and uh, and one of the subjects I was was talking about and I'd really like to kind of get your opinion on it is what are the differences between management and leadership?
2: Mm. I believe management is about going through the to-do list uh, making sure that things get done whereas leadership is about the vision where is the company going and the best leaders are far-sighted visionaries. And what, the, what I mean by that is that they, can, they see down the road, kind of like when you're driving down the highway and you, you can see your goal, and that's where they're going. They're not worried about the right here and right now. That's for other people in the organization to concentrate on. But as your leadership who sets the tone for the organization, they should be farsighted concerned with the company's long-haul health. Um, You know, we see today too many companies, and I'll just pick on some publicly traded companies. We won't name too many of them, but they're worried about their balance sheets, and that's being nearsighted. And when you're worried about your balance sheet, you're then worried about your stockholders and stakeholders, and you're worried about making fixes that balance sheet by tomorrow and a lot of times that strategy is at the expense of your people, both, you know, their jobs, you know, maybe um, a, a strategy is to have layoffs, a decrease in your workforce or you cut corners and it leads to safety issues, you know, so that's just two of them. So your management is, you know, we're worried about like getting things done. And your vision, your, your leadership is the people who are, who are looking at keeping the company around long after they're gone.
1: That's that's interesting. So you see um, you see then, or do you see things as kind of a clear division within the organization between leaders and, and managers? And, and the reason I'm asking that is I think about, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a book called The Goal. It was written by Ellie Goldratt uh, a number of mm-hmm. years ago. And one of the things that he was talking about is the goal of a business. And he said that the goal of a business is to make money both now and in the future. and mm-hmm. the, and the point that he was making and saying that was looking at it and saying, you cannot be short focused uh, too much or you cannot be long focused too much. You have to have a balance because if you're strictly focused on, like you were saying, the balance sheet of this next quarter, you're mm-hmm. going you're going to potentially be making decisions that are going to keep you from Moving into the future, but on the other hand, if all you have is the long-term view of what's going on, and you're not focused on the daily business, uh, you're never going to be able to get to the future. <laughs> and so, I, actually, I I like his philosophy. That's a, that's a great perspective. So, but do you see then this, is management and leadership being two distinct functions within the business, or does the leader have to be both leader and manager?
2: I think your leader can be both manager and leader. Um, well, at that point, then let's add a few more hats to the to the leader, you know, also he's the coach, you know, and, uh, you know, developing other people, so I, I think leadership does wear a lot of hats, <laughs> but um, I do see that there's a, a clear division between management and leadership.
1: Okay. Interesting. So, so with that in mind, today our focus is on leadership, and, uh, and we're talking about leadership characteristics and qualities. And from your perspective, what's the difference between the two? What's the difference between leadership characteristic and leadership qualities?
2: You know, I love to start my talks off when I'm doing either leadership development or speaking to an audience to ask them, what do you think the difference is between qualities and characteristics. And I'm always amazed with some of the answers. Quality seems to be um, we, we come up with this list and the of what would almost like the, the wish list, what would be nice to have all of these qualities in one person. And then the characteristics seems to be about the person. So almost like um, if we separate the two, it's going to be one's going to be about the person and one's going to be about like how they go about doing it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it hmm. does. Uh, so, with, so within that framework, then, when we look at the, at the characteristics, are there, um, are there certain characteristics that you have noticed in the work that you do that seem to uh, stand out? in uh in people who are successful leaders and maybe a follow-on question to that is how do those characteristics impact their qualities
2: Mm. all right so let's take one of them Uh, let's take listening i think listening is um an underutilized leadership characteristic um it actually it can be you know it can be both also quality And I think when we, as leaders, start to listen more, we start to ask better questions of our team. Excuse me. And also, by listening more, we hear what's said, but also what's not being said. And it's through listening that we coach people a whole lot better, more effectively. We need to be able to, people just want to be heard. And, you know, when we think about, I think there are a lot of parallels to leadership and being a parent. Um, You know, you want to listen to your children to encourage them and to make them feel like they're cared for. And the same is true in the workforce. By listening to people, by listening to your customers, listening to your employees, listening to your patients, they feel valued. And it's through that value that you then build trust and loyalty. And those are key things to any survival for any leadership, for any company, for any any healthcare organization for that matter too.
1: That's really interesting. So you know, let me just make sure I understand that. Let's and let's stay with the listening uh, part of things. So while listening can be the characteristic of a good leader, then the quality of of that leader might be in how he or she goes about listening. Are they really? Uh, are they really actively listening? Are they engaged listeners? Are they asking clarifying questions and things like that to really draw people out? So that not only are they getting to the root of what's being communicated, but the individual is is saying there and either consciously or subconsciously is saying, wow, Ann really is engaged. She really is interested. She really cares about what I have to say. Is Is that kind of a summation for us?
2: Yes, that's a great summation. Thank you.
1: Okay, great. You know that that's really really powerful. So so when we look at leadership characteristics and qualities, and the work that you do, I and mean, you're dealing with senior executives all of the time. You know what are the top three or four things in your book that are really the top characteristics or and qualities that are needed in a great leader?
2: Geez, we could talk forever about communication. I think leadership um, needs to be able to communicate in an effective. Manner. And whether that's in print or verbally, or even, the, you know, we'll go back to the listening too, the nonverbal, the body language, to be able to communicate the message effectively and also consistently. So I, I would say that that's another, um, another important one. God, you're like, you know, like, there are so many different different qualities and characteristics of leadership. And I feel like I'm being made to pick like only like the top three <laughs> that, <laughs> that everybody should, should work on. <laughs> um, but I would definitely, but communication really, um, I think impacts a lot of other areas kind of under the same idea as listening. You know, you're not just communicating by words, but it's also your body language, your eye contact, those are all important parts of communication. I see too many times, you know, leaders coming up to me and asking me, you know, how do I become an effective leader? Tell me what I'm supposed to say. And it's not always about what you say, but it's about how you say it.
1: Oh, I couldn't agree with that more. I couldn't agree with that more.
2: I remember growing up, my mother saying, there's a wrong way to say something, and there's a lot of other right ways to say something. <laughs> and she was right. You know, w- when we start to think about it, I mean, never, never have, a, have a discussion when you're angry, because it's about the anger at the moment, and you can't even see clearly about what the real issue is. So to be able to take that time, um, you know, and to calm down and really just to process what happened. So I guess it brings me to another quality, which would be self-management. We all have bad days, and to be able to manage our own emotions, our own feelings, um, I think is is quite valuable. Because think about it. You drive to work. If you were to get um, a speeding ticket or you were in a car accident, that can really ruin the rest of your day. If you let it. So to be able to manage your behavior, so that when you're in, when you get to work, or you're in front of your customer or client or patient, that you know, you're you're composed. They have no idea what happened before you walked in the door. And the same goes true for let's just say you know like you're having like a review, um, whether it's your own or you're reviewing somebody else you know, and a heated argument starts. Well, at some point, you're going to have to walk out of that room and walk in and, you know, be face-to-face with another employee and somebody else that's in leadership, another meeting. And to be able to manage that behavior is crucial
1: for outstanding leaders. Yeah, I think that's really true. And I'll give you an example of that in my own life that sticks out. Uh, I worked uh, years ago when I was in corporate America. I worked for a manufacturing company. And we had a critical problem that was going on on the manufacturing floor. And I had given some very specific directions about what needed to happen. And about an hour later, I followed up to see what was going on. And the wheels mm-hmm. the, the wheels were coming off the cart. And, oh. I, and I was angry. I was really angry, and I was standing out on the middle of the manufacturing floor with a, another manager uh, who reported to me and one of the supervisors and I looked at them and said, "Guys, we need to take a break here and they said, oh, but we have to deal with this issue and I said, "Yeah, but right now i 'm upset, and if we continue this conversation i 'm going to say a lot of things that are not going to accomplish anything and that are going to irritate people and offend people." I'm not going to go there. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to grab a cup of coffee, go for a walk out in the parking lot for 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, I'll be back, and I will be much calmer, and we will continue this conversation and solve the problem. And I turned around and walked away.
2: Nice.
1: And, and so there, I felt that need of, you know, I'm, I'm about to go out of control and I cannot let that happen because in doing so, not only do I hurt people, but I destroy my own personal credibility. So to me, it was just easier to say, you know what? I need to take a break. I'm upset right now. I'll be back in a few minutes.
2: Yes, absolutely. I, and I encourage people to do that too. I mean, we all know when we've reached that point and to be able to just walk away, you know, politely, you know, excuse yourself and go it's self-care, go take care of yourself.
1: Exactly. And just kind of, and, and a lot of times just taking that few minutes to reframe your own thoughts. And I think that's part of the thing in communication is that how, you know, you're exactly right. And I couldn't agree with you or your mom more, you know, they're, they're, what you have to be looking at is saying, okay. I have a message that I want to communicate, but what is the goal of that communication? What am I trying to evoke from that person? Either, you know, what kind of response am I looking for? What kind of action am I looking, you know, for them to take? How, are, how is this particular individual best communicated to um, because mm. there, there are some people in an organization where I can come to someone like you and say, Laurie, this is what needs to be done. I need you to take care of this for me. You know, say, okay, great, Gary. And you grab the ball and run with it. There are other people, if I said that just exactly that way, you know, they would go off and not get the message that I needed them to do anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so we have to realize uh, communication becomes a very individual thing of if I want to get a specific result, I have to know how you are most effectively communicated with and then I have to play to how, how you're going to receive that message and make sure you receive it the way I intended it.
2: Absolutely. And becoming, you know, one of the things that I encourage people is to become somewhat of like a scientist of people. You need to study people. And once you start studying and you make it a lifelong habit, I mean, you're constantly understanding, you know, oh, now I understand how I should communicate with this person so that they receive the message. Because you start listening to why did they choose certain words versus using a different word. Or you look at their body language and it just helps you understand them without having to like spend years getting to know them. Or even asking them a bunch of questions that is unnecessary, because you know we can't all like talk about our past, you know, at work, and we, we don't all come with a summary sheet.
1: Ah, no, no user's manual. Huh?
2: <laughs> Darn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we have to take a quick break here, uh, folks. We're visiting with Loriann Murabito, and we're talking about leadership characteristics and qualities. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more.
2: Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on
1: WSDK. I believe in miracles. So keep smiling because remember, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. What? That was
3: our important meeting on customer service? Where was his smile when he lost the Bradley deal?
1: There's clearly a huge gulf that's been created in the arena of customer service. This gulf exists between what business owners say is their customer service philosophy and what customers are actually experiencing in their daily personal and business transactions. What's worse is that this gulf appears to be widening with the new global economy. This is Gary Smith, host of The Gary Smith Show. This gulf in what we say and what we actually do in customer service led me to write my new book, The Customer Conundrum. In The Customer Conundrum, I identify the core issues relating to the customer service gulf and then give you solid, practical advice on how you can create, maintain, and lead a truly customer-centered organization and a customer-centered life.
0: Don't lose valuable customers or contacts. Get The Customer Conundrum at Optex.com. Turning noticeably
3: milder this afternoon across the Connecticut Valley with some snow likely continuing into the evening and then changing to a wintry mix overnight, about 3 to 5 inches likely before the changeover. Near 30 this afternoon, upper 20s tonight. There may be a little rain for a time tomorrow afternoon as temps warm to near 40. A cold front dive southward tomorrow night, mostly sunny cold again Monday, upper teens. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update.
1: WSDK, 1550 a.m. Okay, welcome back to The Gary Smith Show, where we're talking with uh, Laurieann Mirabito um, about leadership characteristics and qualities. And we, uh, we've talked about things like, what is the difference between management and leadership? And we got into the whole concept of communication, um, you know, not only from the standpoint of you know, the spoken word, but the written word. Uh, body language, you know, making eye contact when you talk with people and then the whole idea of self-management and that is that within the framework of our, of our business lives that you know, we need to be in control. And that we need to make sure that we're, we're being calm, that we're being logical, and that we're approaching things from the standpoint of, of not who's responsible, not who's going to get their head chopped off, but how do we go about focusing on the problems uh, rather than the people. And, you know, it's really interesting because when you look at so many of these business concepts, they play into our personal lives as well in how we, uh, how we lead our families, how we give advice to people, how we communicate things, especially dealing with difficult or sef- sensitive subjects with those people who are in our families, those people we love. Uh, how do we go about doing that? And are we really sensitive to things like how do they need to be communicated with? What message are we trying to communicate? And, and what's the, the avenue that is going to allow them to receive that message the way it was intended? And then do we follow through to make sure that, uh, the message is received the way we want it to be received. So do we ask people sometimes to uh, repeat back to us, to parrot back to us what we just said so that we make sure that they heard what we said and not uh, and not another version of it? It's kind of like the uh, uh, the kids in school. We used to play a game in school when I was a kid where they'd get the kids all in a, in a circle and the teacher would start with one child and tell him or her a sentence and say, pass it on to the person next to you, whisper it in their ear, and we'd go around the circle. And by the time it got back to the teacher, the message was absolutely nothing like it started off. That's what happens in uh, not only in individual communication with employees, but it happens so much When we are communicating uh, through uh, a management structure, so the CEO or the owner of a business tells something to one of his vice presidents who says something to a director, who says something to a manager, and by the time it actually filters down to the people who are doing the work, how do we have any confidence that we've gotten where we need to be and that the message is really, really clear? So that becomes very, very important. We're going to go back into our, our next segment with Lori Ann, and we're going to be talking about really becoming uh, students of others. And we're also going to explore the whole concept and, the, and answering the question of, are leaders born? I had so many people tell me over my career that you know that you have to be born a uh, born a leader. And I think Lori going to take us in a direction there that kind of dispels the myth about uh, leadership DNA. So with that in mind, let's jump back into our conversation with Lori Ann Mirabito. Okay, we're back with Loriann Morabito uh, talking about leadership characteristics and qualities, and uh, and coming out of the last segment, Loriann, you were talking about, and I think rightly so, uh, you know, to really become students of other people. And one of the things that's interesting to me is that it's not just a matter of looking at people's communication styles, but it's looking at the culture uh, that they come from. And again, a, an example from my background, um, I had a situation a number of years ago where I was working, doing some training with some people who had come from a Japanese manufacturing plant, and a wonderful group of people, but I was going through and showing them how to set up a particular piece of equipment. And I took <laughs> them through the setup procedure, and I asked them, I said, do "You, do you understand?" How to set things up. Now granted, I'm working through an interpreter here, a young woman who mm-hmm. was an interpreter. But I said, do you understand what's going on here? Do you understand how to do this? Oh yes, we understand. I said, fine. So I tore the piece of equipment down and said, okay, now you guys set it up. And they got in there and they didn't know what they were doing. And we went through that a couple of times. And finally, the uh, the interpreter took me aside and said, you need to understand the Japanese culture. Japanese people cannot admit to you that they do not know what you've instructed them to do, because if they do, they automatically lose face. It makes them look stupid. So she said, Mm -hmm. maybe you need to approach this a different way. And rather than asking them if they understand, ask them, you know, maybe I have not done a, a, a good job. I want to make sure that I'm doing a very good job in teaching you how to do this. Do you have any questions? Are there any things that I have not been clear enough with you? about what to do and he said she said that way you put the onus on you and when you do that they will open up and they will ask questions so I think culture becomes very very important in how we communicate
2: oh yes absolutely um, I I don't even you know I did live in Japan um for a couple of years I don't know if I ever told you that Gary
1: no I, um, I remember reading that about you I don't think we ever discussed it but I remember reading that about you
2: And I loved it, and I think because I did travel overseas at such a young age, I did realize that as I've grown up and, you know, worked with um, multiple cultures, that I just, you know, like, I I take the attitude of, that's just how they grew up, you know, it's, yes, it's different from the American way, but it's just the way that they grew up, it's their culture, and... I think, you know, that brings in uh, another set of variables on how to communicate with people. And thank goodness you had the interpreter who could pull you aside and say, here's a different way to ask that question.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, that's really important. And, and being willing to to be a student of other of other people, whether it's directly or indirectly to, you know, and the, and the goal is not, hey, am I right or am I wrong? It's how do I get the job done and and, right. and, and keep people happy in the process. Well let, let's jump into another another question and this one this one is really loaded and I I apologize for that but are, are are leaders born I mean in other words are there some people who just seem to have the gift of leadership in their DNA uh, compared to others who really have to learn to lead and and if so does that make these natural people better leaders or what are your thoughts on that
2: Well as far as I know there is no leadership DNA You know, and I, and I'm, you know, Googling things like all the time and I haven't found it yet. So I do think that some people are naturally are born um, as people, 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 uh, very charismatic and um, very persuasive and just are likable. And I think that helps them in leadership. Um, but you can be too much of a softy also um, and not be an effective leader. Um, you know, like we all know people who are just really nice people but don't really know how to lead. So I think it, I really think it's a skill that we do learn and that can be learned. Um, I don't have, and I've always looked for, you know, is there a statistic out there about um, the percentage of people that just can't learn um, how to become effective leaders. So, with that, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's something that we're born with. You know, I think of myself and how I've, i really learned through the years on how to communicate uh, much better than like when I was in my twenties. I, I look back on that and I think, you know, like, wow, you know, I, I wouldn't have even answered my own voicemail messages that I left. But thank goodness I had somebody who brought it to my attention and so it was something that I learned and that I believe that other people can learn hence the reason why we have you know multiple types of and even styles of leadership development programs.
1: Yeah and I, I agree with you and I as we were thinking you know, as you were talking I was thinking and I remember attending a seminar a number of years ago that was being run by Zig Ziglar. And and one of the things that he did was he was talking about leadership and he actually had a, a blackboard in front of him and he said, you know, hey, I want you to think about the best qualities, the best leadership characteristics that, you know, that the best bosses that you've ever had have. What What kind of things do they possess? And let's just make a list. And we made a list on the board. And afterwards he said, OK, now here's here's what I want you to do. I'm going to go through each one of these characteristics, each one of these words, and I want you to tell me. If it's something, if it's a skill that can be learned, or if it is a gift, and virtually Mm. everything on the list when we discussed it versus everything was a skill. And he said, do you know what? He said, if everything on this board is a skill, it means it is something that can indeed be learned. Yeah. And and that's powerful because then it's just a matter of okay how do you learn it and do you have an effective teacher which takes us to a whole other uh, subject um, right you know but it, but it's really neat to know I mean yes there are some people who uh, because of their communication styles and because uh, some of them are more maybe a little bit more people oriented in the way they do things so maybe they're a little bit more extroverted than introverted or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be they seem more naturally inclined to be able to understand and communicate with people better and they seem to you know, have that inherent ability to be able to kind of look at and understand people but for the rest of us we have to learn through the school of hard knocks and like you're saying uh, the occasional mentor who will come along and say you know what you really could have handled that better
2: <laughs> yes I, I have a sister who I think she just has an amazing ability to understand people And because of that amazing ability to understand people, I mean, she just makes a great leader. She gets people, she understands why they do, and then she's able to modify her behavior so that they best understand.
1: Do you you think that that's one of the problems that plagues people who are trying to learn to be leaders is that uh, in the way they deal with others, they try to they try to manage with or lead with one style, and they treat everybody the same. When you really can't do that,
2: I do think a lot of people try to use the same um, method um, across the board, and they just get frustrated with um, why why their message is not being understood, or you know, the lack of the, the communication breakdown. And I think. I don't think that's really a style, because um, actually, w- w- what comes to mind when you say style is, I actually have a client who that I'm working with um, in regards to you know becoming a better leader, and he admitted to me recently that he had gotten away from his unique style of leadership, and he was tra- he was like looking above, you know, at the CEO and some of the VPs. And he was trying to emulate them, trying to be like them so that, you know, since that was the path that he thought that he was headed in. And he lost sight of his own unique style. And he really does have a very unique style. And he's an in-your-face, ask questions, and he wants to know what you think. And so through our work together, we've, you know, I've encouraged him to go back to that style of asking questions at, at the meeting what do you think, Jack, about what I just said or about what Cynthia just said? You know, he doesn't want people to um, kiss up to him because he's in, a, he's in a higher position. So he's gone back to, like, what is my style that I'm most comfortable with? That's my style of leadership, and I need to um, develop that.
1: That's really interesting, that's really interesting. Uh, so he's going back to what he, what, uh, what he had before, but I really, I have a great deal of respect for a leader who, who doesn't want to surround himself or herself with yes people. It's like I, when I say I want your input, I want your input, and if that means that you are 180 degrees from where I'm at, that's fine. Let's talk about yeah. it.
2: Yes, and that, that's what he wants. He's trying to encourage dialogue and conversation you know, in these meetings, because he realizes that is the only way that change is going to happen.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it also seems like he's the type of person um, who's very comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, he is. And he's a lot of fun to coach. Oh, <laughs> ah, that, that's neat. That's really neat. Yeah. Well, we're talking with Ann Mirabito about uh, leadership characteristics and qualities. We've got a couple more questions we're going to deal with. But first, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
3: The Word of God from Life Changing Radio. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. Psalm 9, verse 1.
0: My
2: organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs.
1: This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467.
3: Milder air continues to work northward into the Connecticut Valley this afternoon. It'll bring some snow with it by evening. Near 30 this afternoon, snow tonight about 3 to 5 inches, likely upper 20s. Snow will change over to a wintry mix by tomorrow. Even a little rain thrown in tomorrow afternoon as the air mass warms to near 40. Then a cold front dives southward tomorrow night. Mostly sunny, cold again for Monday, upper teens. Randy Berksen with the WSDK Weather Update.
2: Life-Changing Radio, 1550 a.m.
1: Okay, welcome back to The Gary Smith Show. You know, I look at the clock here in the studio, and it just blows me away how fast our time goes together. I, I hope that uh, that you're feeling the same thing and that you're getting a lot out of the uh, the material that we offer here. And as I said, uh, during the course of the week, if you folks uh, have anything you want to talk about or anything like that, don't don't hesitate to uh, email me at gary at or give me a call at 203-599-1467. Uh, my goal through the program Program as well as my business is to help you uh, live a more successful life, whether it's individually or uh, or as a as a business. So I really want to be here for you. So don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything that I can do. We've been talking with Lori Ann Murabito, in this last section uh, we were talking about becoming students of of people and really uh, really listening and learning about other people and and finding out how to effectively to you know, communicate with them. And we also talked about the the whole subject of leaders not being born. There are some people, because of their communication skills and because maybe of their natural outgoing nature and their affinity for people, uh, who seem to take to leadership better than others. But leadership skills, by and large, are those things that can indeed be learned. Uh, and that's one of the areas where someone like me helps in, in working as a, as a leadership coach is to come in and look at where you are and help you do that gap analysis that, that says, what's, what's the gap between where you are and where you need to be in order to be effective in leadership or to take your career to the next level? And then help you put together a plan and implement the plan to get you where you need to be. Uh, and that that becomes very, very important because a lot of times, unless we have someone who's willing to speak into our lives and tell us exactly where we're going wrong, uh, we don't we aren't able to hit those targets because uh, we're either – the thing that I find is that, is that we're on one end of the extreme or the other. We either think that we have abilities that we really don't have or we haven't developed yet, or we really have abilities and we're beating ourselves up because uh, we're not maybe using those abilities the way we should – uh, and so, to have somebody who can come alongside you and help you get on that road and then walk that road, uh, I think is really critical. We have one more segment with Lori Ann today, and you know we've been talking about the various characteristics of leadership and communication and all that sort of stuff. But uh, when you are in a position where you either want to become a leader or you already are a leader, and uh, and you're noticing that maybe things aren't going quite the way you'd like to. Where is the starting point in developing better leadership skills? And that's what we're going to be talking about in this final segment to try and end things on an upswing of here's what you can do and here's the types of things that you need to be doing in order to take yourself to the next level. So with that, let's jump back in and do our final segment with Lorianne Mirabito. Okay, so we're back with Lauriane Mirabito. And Laurianne, as we as we kind of wind down our conversation today, there are a couple of other questions that I want us to deal with. And that is um, when you go in to start working with someone and and, and we're really you know dealing with people who want to really develop some good leadership skills, where's the starting point? I mean, okay, maybe I'm in a position uh, where I have some responsibility in a business, and I'm really maybe not being as effective as I should be, or I really want to take my you know my my understanding of leadership and the application of it to a, to a different level, where does the whole process start? How do you begin to deal with that?
2: I first start um, and. I guess there's two different approaches. One, if a company is bringing me in to develop like a group of leaders or if it's just a one-on-one. So I'm going to answer this with the one-on-one. I like to have a meeting with the rising leader, uh, the leader that wants to continue their learning and take it to the next level, as you put it. So I like to have that conversation with them about, you know, how do they see their current leadership skills and... Where do they think they need improvements and where do they, what is it that they would like to work on within the next 12 to 24 months? I then suggest um, a 360, and for any of the listeners that don't know what that is, it's basically an evaluation of the people that are around this one particular person, the, and we're calling them the rising leader. So they sort of evaluate them with a set of questions and it's, you know, it's all done very anonymously so that we have really good feedback. What is this person like during a meeting? What is this person like in their communication skills? Are they as an effective leader um, and listener as they claim they are? So to be able to have that honest feedback so that then we see the data And some of the people who can be evaluating can be um, upper management, um, those that you are reporting to, those that are on your team that you are leading, and maybe even some other people in other departments that are are nearby that you work with closely. So we find like that group of people. And I, I really like like five to seven people to be able to give their input. And so with that really good feedback, now I have something to, like, work with. And so with this person who wants to take their leadership to the next level, they've got to be open to feedback. If, you're not, if, if it's a person that's not open to feedback, I don't even bother, which is why I like to have that first um, meeting with
1: them one-on-one. You often find when you're when you're doing that, and I agree by the way with the 360 feedback. I have, uh, you know, I've done that formally, but I've also done it informally. Um, one of the things I used to do in the days when I was uh, was leading other organizations was that uh, I would have sometimes six to eight direct reports, and of course I would do a yearly performance review on each one of them. But one of the things I would ask them to do is, you guys get together as, as a team. And I want you to do a performance review on me. Uh, And and I don't care who says what, but what I want is I want you guys to rate me. and, And above and beyond that, I want you to give me some feedback on here's specific things that you think that I can do to be a more effective leader because I want to take that and I want to make that part of my goals for this next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when you do that, do you when in the process of getting the 360, do you find that the leader that you're working with is often surprised? Is there often a huge disconnect between how they perceive themselves and how others perceive them?
2: Yes, yes, and no. Um, I usually the entire feedback um, 360 report. Um, I would say it, my experience of working with people. Some of it was a surprise, but some of it's not a surprise. And the people that are in denial, um, well, I, I shouldn't say denial. The people that, where there's a disconnect, and let's just say, let's just say, for example, listening skills. And they, you know, like, if there's a difference in what the leader, the rising leader thinks their skill level is, and those that are around them, if there's a big disconnect, In that feedback it's usually one of two things one is the leader is being um, thinks that they can do better and so they're rating themselves a little bit lower or they really they're just uh, oblivious to what others um, their their impact on others I should say so they think they're a great communicator and those that are around them are just like, oh, my God, no, he's not. And so, you know, that disconnect of they don't, you know, if the leader says to me, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They're rating me on something different. You know, like, so I listen to the cues. Um, and, the, you, know, you know, when you're coaching somebody, I mean, you just have to, like, pull out that, that information to find out what's really underneath that person. You know, are they really open to this? Or do they feel like they're on the fast track to something, you know, within the company, and they feel like this is just what I'm supposed to do versus, hey, maybe I just need to take a step back and really take in this feedback.
1: Yeah, it's all all about, I I think the key word there is it's all about ownership. Am I willing Mm -hmm. to own it? uh, and, and, uh, and not only own it, but take action on it. Am I willing to go back as in the the example that you gave about being a poor communicator? I think I'm great. Everybody else thinks I'm lousy. Am I willing to go and sit with that group of people and say, guys, this is the feedback that I'm getting. And on the one hand, I'm shocked because I thought I was doing a pretty good job, but obviously there's a disconnect here and I'm not doing what you guys need to do. So number one, I'm sorry. Number two, I'll own it. Number three, help me fix it. (laughs)
2: Yes, and that's exactly what I tell them to do is to be able to have those meetings, you know, with a group of people or even take a step further and have, you know, meetings with one-on-one with each person and ask them to hold you accountable. If you, you know, are supposedly listening and, you know, your team member doesn't feel that you're listening, they need to know that it's a safe environment for them to say, hey, I don't feel like you're listening here right now. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. Body language, you know, to be able to have that honest, you know, feedback, but that comes down to being able to have a trusting relationship with that person and about the ownership that I want this feedback. I know I'm not doing well here and I want to do well, so please help me because... The best people
1: to help you are those that are around you. Oh, absolutely, and and uh, you know, and one of the things that I've used in the past that I think that works really well is to say, "Guys, I, I honestly, I promise you, the messenger will not be shot." <laughs> 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 love it yeah, love it uh, and and sometimes that lightens up the atmosphere um, one last question uh Laurie-Ann, and that is you know when when you are in the in the process of improvement uh, improving your leadership skills are there some some things that you give people as far as you know as measurables as metrics that uh, that they can that they can monitor to you know to really say okay i'm making some changes here are the skills that i'm developing really working or are Aren't they?
2: I think some of the metrics are very, are rather soft, I'll say. You'll know that you're making a difference and that change is happening by the people that are around you, both in the way that they interact with you and communicate with you, and also start looking at the productivity. I mean, right there you can have some hard numbers. You'll be able to see, you know, um, performance in your department. Uh, in your company as you're making these changes
1: okay yeah, that's kind of what i thought that it is on the soft (laughs) side but you have to be observant and and in cases where you've asked people to hold you accountable getting back and just getting that consistent feedback from them uh you know to say you know hey it looks like you're making progress or boy you really blew that one (laughs) uh type (laughs) of thing so that we can continue to develop and evolve because we're we're not perfect and we and we never will be
2: Right. I also encourage my, uh, my clients, um, both one-on-one clients and also audiences, that the best thing for a leader to do is to reflect at the end of the day. To be able to look back on the day and honestly say, what did I do well? What didn't I do well? If I could have that conversation again, how would I have avoided you know, that particular request or given that feedback to be able to reflect back on the day, you know, because let's face it, some of those situations that you were in during the day are going to happen again. And by reflecting on them, that's how we're
1: going to also change the future. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know, amen to that. That is absolutely true. Well, Laurie Ann, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Uh, As we wind things up, uh, why don't you just take a minute and tell everybody, again, who you are, how they can connect with you, and uh, hopefully some people in our audience will reach out to you.
2: Well, thank you, Gary. I can be reached at my website, which is LaurieAnnMurabito.com, and I will spell that out for everybody, which is L-A-U-R-I-E. A-N-N-M-U-R-A-B-I-T-O. I I do both trainings, working and developing leaders, and one-on-one executive coaching. I help turn everyday people into leaders others want to follow. So you can visit me at my website and connect with me on multiple forms of social media. I'll leave it at that.
1: (laughs) Okay, great. Well, listen, thanks again, Lorianne. It's great to connect with you again, and I'm looking forward to staying in touch as we move into the future.
2: Wonderful. Thanks, Gary.
1: Okay, that puts a wrap on another show here where we've been talking with Lorianne Mirabito. Uh, as I said, Lorianne is a good friend, and I'm just uh, exciting, uh, excited uh, that she was able to, uh, you know, to come on the show. Uh, and uh, you can definitely connect with her by going to her website, LoriannMirabito.com, and uh, feel free to you know connect with her via email, social media, uh, reach out to her. She uh, she is here in the New England area. Loriann is uh, is located up in New Hampshire, and uh, and so she is somewhat local uh, for uh, for those in our listening audience. And I'm sure she uh, she travels and works here uh, in Connecticut uh, frequently. So please feel free to to reach out. To to her. It really is uh, a necessity to realize that no matter how far you progress in the leadership ranks, you're not perfect. None of us are. We always have room to grow. And a lot of times what it really uh, entails is getting someone who's a coach, who can speak into your life, who can look at, uh, at things, look at your life, look at your business like a person from Mars would, uh, with just you know, complete objectivity and be honest with you and sharing what, uh, what that individual is seeing and then helping you create a plan. Uh, but we all have to start with the right attitude, and that is realizing that we all have needs in our lives. We all have areas where we need to change. We all have uh, ways that we can continue to grow and progress. And I agree with Ann When I look back on my early career, uh, especially you know, the first couple of supervisory roles that I had, I was you know I was wet behind the ears. I didn't understand what leadership was all about, and I certainly messed up uh, a number of things in the learning process. But really, when we have failures like that it's a matter of looking back and saying okay uh what did i learn what can i learn from this experience how can i grow as a result of this uh this obstacle that i wasn't able to leap over and i ran into so think about those sorts of things and uh, feel free to reach out to give me a call at 203-599-1467 if there's anything at all that i can do to uh, to help you with that, we're going to uh, put a ribbon on another edition of The Gary Smith Show. We'll look forward to seeing you again next Saturday morning at 11 o'clock uh, so we can have some more fun in the business and personal development arena. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Please stay safe with the, uh, the bad weather that we've got coming. Uh, go easy on the shoveling and things like that. Uh, God bless you. Have a great week. Live your life on purpose.
0: Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, Optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.